Okay. Now, since most people haven't read the book that you're referring to, let me just give a simplified version of the situation. It goes back to Gestalt psychology. And the Gestaltists realized that our perception is always in the form of a foreground and a background. And we tend to focus on the foreground and the background drops out. Right? So that's the, the circle and the square right behind it. But whatever we choose as foreground is indeed a construct and is culturally created. Most of the objects that we perceive, we perceive because we have linguistic concepts that delineate those objects for us. And if we didn't have such constructs embedded in language and cultural values, etc., we would see the world very differently. Because, in fact, everything is connected. Uh, I remember we were studying a book by Thich Nhat Hanh once, uh, in which he said, when you open a book to read, do you see the cloud that's floating on the piece of paper? Because that paper would not exist if there hadn't been a cloud raining down upon a tree that then grew into the lumber that was then turned into paper that became the page of that book, right? So although you may only see the circle of that piece of paper, there is a background of a forest, clouds, rain, the sun, the people who chop down the tree, the whole economy that causes them to want to chop down the tree, the whole world process in which this occurs, it's all one. But we have particular objects within that that we focus on and we say, ah, oh, this is reality. Okay, so that's, that's the foreground, background understanding, and it shifts as we let go of our fixations uh, in, in which we are determined to see reality in one particular way which prevents us to see larger and larger holes. But then there is the next question of, well, who is perceiving both the foreground and the background? The perceiver is not on the paper. The perceiver is never an object. So there is a third level that is always beyond any understanding you have of reality. Because the one who has that understanding does not appear in the reality. You are always beyond it. And so the self, when you begin to then incorporate it into your understanding of reality, whatever it is you understand of the self, and add that in, as quantum physics is now adding in a certain understanding of the observer and its effect on subatomic particles and their location and velocity, etc. Nonetheless, there remains then a further observer. And that observer is the one that has observed the observer, right? And there's always another level. And when you factor that in, there will still be another and another and another. It's an infinite regress. You will never be able to capture the self in any definition or construct or understanding. Because whatever you capture, that you is beyond. And so science never, no matter how far it progresses, will get to an understanding of reality as a whole because the scientific intelligence itself is always beyond. And this is why science in its current form cannot understand consciousness itself and doesn't want to study consciousness. It evades the study of consciousness because it's beyond its jurisdiction to reach.
It is only by being rather than thinking that we can attain that. And so this is that which is, according to the book we were reading and according to scientific logic, an illegitimate level of reality. It's illegitimate to science because science cannot prove it. It is neither verifiable nor falsifiable. The real is always beyond any ability to determine uh, the laws of its nature because it is inherently free. It is beyond the boundaries of law. So I think that, does that answer your question? And, and the first part of your question was that between natur, natura naturata and natura naturans. This is a, a concept that goes back to the Middle Ages. You'll find it in Aquinas, you'll find it in Spinoza. It's the idea that the forms of nature, natura naturata, that, that is nature, uh, uh, nature natured, you could say, uh, it, it has it has already evolved and it has arisen and it's present in the phenomenal plane. That is our current reality. But what is it that has designed the creatures who are currently alive? All these multiple forms of life and forms of objects of all kinds. The stars of which we're discovering more and more varieties, neutron stars, quasars, uh, all kinds of stars and phenomena out there, as well as all kinds of phenomena at the quantum level, and, and all the kinds of life forms that have not yet even been discovered to this day on the Earth, and who knows what are on other planets. So this burgeoning unlimited life exists now, but it exists because there is an intelligence that has caused it and that creates it, and that forms it, and that brings about its evolution and its perfection. But that also is illegitimate according to science. And the, uh, the theory, let us call it, of intelligent design is forbidden. It's a taboo. As soon as you mention anything like an intelligent designer of nature, you are out of the field of science, as science is presently constituted. Although more and more biologists, particularly the molecular biologists who are studying the simplest life forms, the bacteria, have determined that there is this irreducible complexity in the nature of cells that cannot have been uh, something that arose by uh, uh, random chance, natural selection, Darwinian modes of evolution. But those biologists, nonetheless, are basically blackballed once they uh, write papers to that effect or books. And there's a, a real war within the scientific establishment because once they accept that the only hypothesis indeed that is scientific is a hypothesis that recognizes a transcendent intelligence, then they feel they can no longer determine a boundary between this circle of, of reason and that larger square of religion. And then if we can't separate science and religion, then the fear is that we will fall back into some a myth of the dark ages and be unable to think clearly about the reality itself. But we have, in the effort to avoid falling back into a dark age, created a dark age based on scientific thinking that does not permit the light of spirit to enter into our understanding of reality. 
And so science has itself become a religion that is more dogmatic and more closed to the very energies that we need if we're going to solve the problems that the world now faces.